Today's podcast is brought to you by East Bay Builders, Inc. East Bay was founded on a simple philosophy to provide reliable, quality work at fair prices. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the North Forker podcast. I am Michalina Dufant, and today I'm joined by our lifestyle reporter, Felicia Lalomia. Hi, Michalina. Hi, Felicia. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. It feels no. like months since I've seen you. Actually, I think it, it has definitely. Literally. <laughs> very that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> None at all. <laughs> um, so today we're actually here to talk about our June North Forker magazine issue, which we wrote months and months and months ago also. Yeah. Literally, yeah. <laughs> um, and this magazine, you know, usually we do our eat, drink, live, and breathe categories, and we still did it for our June magazine. But this magazine was a little bit different. Um, as Grant says in his note from the editor, that it definitely serves as more of a time capsule. Um, and although he's not on this podcast with us today, he is busy doing so much news stuff, which makes sense since there's so much to report about. Um, but I'd like to go ahead and read a little bit of his letter from the editor to everyone. And I hope that when you do pick up the issue, you read the full letter. Um, it's just a nice touch and it kind of helps us to all understand what this magazine is supposed to capture. So without further ado, let me jump into it. Okay, so this month's issue, I believe, serves as a, as a bit of a time capsule. Like life itself right now, it's a little different from what we've done in the past. We probably never would have published a portrait of a chef with a bandana covering his face, for example, as we did with Cooperage Inn owner Jonathan Perkins this month. The COVID-19 pandemic has turned all of our lives upside down, and for some, it's worse than others. Our hearts break for all the businesses we've covered over the years that haven't been able to open this spring, and for those servers who have poured us a drink or cleared our plates, who have put every ounce of passion into jobs that don't exist right now. Of course, we're most sorry for all the North Forkers out there dealing with the very real health effects of the crisis. Too many people we know have lost loved ones or fear they might in recent months. The worry has taken a toll on many of us. But we carry on. We still don't know when or how, but eventually we'll reach our new normal. We're living through history, and one day, many years from now, we'll look back and recall how we survived all these hardships. Maybe somewhere someone will pick up a stack of North Forker issues and see this one, which sticks out just a little bit as something different, something from a certain time and place, something of a time capsule. So kind of just, we want to walk you through some of the stories that we did in this magazine. Um, Felicia wrote so many of them. I think this was, was this, well, I guess this was your second magazine, Felicia, with us, right? Yeah, it was literally... Literally the second magazine. Yeah. So Felicia's written a ton of stories in this magazine. Um, there are some really great ones here. And as Grant mentioned in his letter from the editor, um, there this magazine definitely can serve as a time capsule, just a, a tiny glimpse of what life looks like right now um, through the pandemic on the North Fork. Yeah. So sure. let's start talking about the first story in our eat section. Um, and of course, everyone that has visited the North Fork, that lives on the North Fork, has done this, um, I, or I'd be very surprised if people haven't. And this story is about takeout. So this is about some of the favorite takeout meals that we've had during the pandemic. Felicia, what was yours? Um, I chose the fried chicken family meal from Main Road Biscuit Company. Um, this is a place that I that has been on my list since I moved here. Um, in fact, a lot of the places that I have tried um, takeout from have kind of fell into that same category. That's awesome. But their fried chicken, <laughs> oh my God. I can't, I mean, I know you're a vegetarian, so you can't <laughs> relate to this, but 
Oh my God. Their chicken. It was amazing. It was so juicy. And then it came with these biscuits, which, Ooh, I can get down with the biscuit part. (laughs) Nice. Like they're so amazing. And they come with this honey butter that you just like slather all over them. And it's just like one of those super messy, sticky meals, but like you just find yourself licking your fingers at the end because it is so delicious. I love that. And you know what? To me, that meal says, and although, yes, I don't eat the chicken part, but I will definitely get down with biscuits with honey butter. Mm-hmm. That meal says comfort. So um, and I think that so many of us are, especially in the beginning when the pandemic first hit and we were confused and overwhelmed, we were all looking for that like aspect of comfort. And a lot of us turned to food. At least I know I did. Sounds like you did too through some really good fried chicken. Um, yeah. To me, the ultimate comfort food is kind of anything from Lovely and Kitchen since that place just feels like a giant hug. But the black bean burger is my go-to there, and I just wanted comfort food, and I wanted garlic fries. There's no way I'm eating a little salad with a side of black bean burger. So, you know, I dug into some garlic fries with that meal, (laughs) Um, and it felt really good to have that really early on before kind of everything um, since, I mean, I guess before we kind of started getting used to the new normal we can say. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And then Grant's not here, but you know what? I kind of thought it was funny to read his because if any of you listeners um, would guess what where Grant's favorite go-to meal would be from, um, I'm pretty sure you'd guess that it correctly, that it would be from Mesquite in Waiting River. He talks about this taco spot nonstop. It's definitely, I'd say, one of his favorite restaurants on the North Fork. Um, he ordered the chicken cutlet pulled pork and shrimp BLT tacos from Mesquite um also sound a lot like comfort food in there too so yeah um and I'm sure if he were here to talk about them he'd be ooing and eyeing because he loves that place and loves those tacos Mm -hmm. and then another story that we did in our um actually fell into our eat and drink um topics is finding the silver lining and Felicia you wrote a lot of this story um this is about talking about really beautiful things that happened in our community after the pandemic hit, um, where we kind of came together. So do you want to talk about a few things that you reported on? Yeah. Something I found really impressive is that a lot of restaurants in the area obviously took a hit from having to shut down and and move to a takeout only um, model. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, so many of them were willing to give back. Um, the Cooperage Inn was one of them. They were donating meals to, um, hospital workers at the Peconic Bay Medical Center, which is just such like an amazing thing that, um, that they could do over there just to, to help out these, um, people on the front line that were dealing with the coronavirus. But I, I just found that so impressive that, um, that they were already hit hard, but mm-hmm. that they found a way to still get back to people that were dealing with coronavirus. Yeah. To give back when you don't have really very much yourself, it really is like the ultimate altruism I'd kind of say yeah and then um another one which was a little bit different and I thought was kind of neat um was twin stills moonshine was making hand sanitizer and giving out giving it out for free um which I don't know I didn't even like think that <laughs> I wouldn't about, like that, that could be a thing like, yeah that, that could exist um but it was so cool that they were able to kind of take what resources they had at their business and um, turn it into something that would be helpful for the entire community. Um, so this is something I'll drive by there and I still see a sign outside their business that says that they're giving out free hand sanitizer. I think that they just want you to bring your own bottle, but yeah, that's still there. It's awesome. And I do see the sign too when I drive past and it's cool and it's a really innovative thing. And 
I really wouldn't have thought about that either. Um, and they were definitely, I think at a lot of, at this point, a few businesses, um, in that industry are doing something similar, but yeah. I'd say they were yeah. the first. So, um, kudos to them. And I heard of, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's awesome. And I think they're still doing it. So, um, if you're on the North Fork and you're looking for hand sanitizer, go swing by Twin Sales Moonshine um, and get some moonshine and also grab some hand sanitizer. Yeah. Um, another there are business, a couple other ones too, yeah, right? There are. So another business that really like after um, bad news of their business being affected really early on, Greenport Harbor Brewing Co. in Peconic, um, they shut down their tasting room and they turned it, I want to say, into like a factory um, with really innovative minds on the North Fork, and they created face masks um, to donate to essential workers to protect them. And it's pretty incredible that these really um, inspiring business owners came together and found a way to to help others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then another story that we covered in um, within this silver lining story is winery owner Randy Frankel, who owns Shin Vineyard and Croteau, um had donated $100,000 to Stony Brook ELIH, and that's just incredible, and what a way to give back when when you can. Yeah. So there are so many other businesses on the North Fork um, that also helped, and we did compile a list of ones that we saw that really stood out to us. I mean, I want to say there are, like, maybe over 30 businesses on this list. It's pretty incredible. Easily. Um, I think people would be surprised at how – long this list is and how many North Fork businesses did what they could to give back during this time. It's really impressive. It just speaks volumes about our community. And I'm so happy to be a North Forker myself um, and to live within um, a close proximity to so many of these wonderful businesses. So when you get the magazine, check out the full list. It's important that we acknowledge these great businesses. Um, And I'm sure, I mean, we wrote this magazine. This is our June issue. So it came out just came out this week, but we wrote it a while ago. So at this point, there are even more businesses that could have gotten added to this list. But thank you to all these wonderful businesses that um, have helped in any capacity at all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then, so this magazine, of course, represents a time capsule. Um, but there's also a tiny bit of escapism, I'd say, in it, um, in our live and breathe section. So Felicia, you wrote a story on the South Harbor Inn, um, which is a luxury inn. And do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So we were lucky enough to kind of go and see this. This was before all this happened back in maybe late February, early March. Um, And one of the owners, Alex, was uh, gave us a tour of the whole place. It's this really kind of it. I talk about this in the story, but it really they they do a really great job of having this luxury feel with luxury products and a luxury experience, but also having this like cozy um, farmhouse, still that that North Fork kind of approachable um, feel to it as well. And they really do a good job of bringing those two elements together to create this um, bed and breakfast experience. So yeah, those are really, it's so beautiful. The place is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And I went, I went with you that day. I know you're going to say the same thing. We went together um, when you were interviewing um, Alex, who's one of the owners and it's true that aesthetic of cozy and high end luxury. It's so tricky to do, but they do it so well there. And it's amazing to be in that super old, beautiful farmhouse. um, But to also experience that, like that level of luxury. Yeah. And it was, it just seemed 
so effortless, but like in every corner, you could see these little design details that just told you that so much thought was put into everything that they did. Definitely. There's not a corner of that home that was not well thought out. Totally. Yeah. And then I know you did another story um, on NASA Point um, and its incredible charm and beauty. So let's chat about that. I did. Yeah. So I, don't know, I think I think it still kind of fits into this time a little bit because I think a lot of people are spending a lot more time in their neighborhoods than they typically would. Yeah. Um, especially walking. So um, I had never been to this area before writing about the story, but, um, yeah, Nassau Point in Kutchog, it's just this cute little community neighborhood. Um, and I wrote about kind of how they have developed over the years and, um, there definitely are parts of it that are changing. Um, I talked to Dave Bergen who has lived in the area for decades and decades. His house that he owns, um, has been in his family since the early 1900s. And wow. He's talked about how it's changed over the years and, um, how some of the houses still have that kind of small and quaint feel to them. But as, um, more people kind of start to move out to the North Fork, more of those contemporary homes, uh, are starting to be built out there. So they didn't, he didn't necessarily say it was a bad thing. Um, it's just interesting to see how the neighborhood has been able to keep that same small community feel while mm. still developing and growing. Yeah. And that really is, um, such an important thing here on the North Fork and I guess really anywhere, but, um, a lot of locals and old families do really appreciate that. So it's pretty incredible and it really is a beautiful little area um, that has retained that feel. Absolutely. Yeah. And then wrapping up the magazine, um, I actually did, and this is, I guess, to end it on like a, on a nice, pretty note, um, yeah. <laughs> I did a little roundup um, in a map form of best spots for sunset across the North Fork. Um, I love that this time of year, like I love the time of the actual sunset around eight o'clock. It's kind of perfect where you can grab a bite, jump in your car, eat out of your car and watch a beautiful sunset. It's kind of like the perfect timing to do it all. Um, some of my favorite spots are Bailey Beach and Mattituck. Um, I also love the sunset from South Hole Town Beach. You know, before I um, became or came to my role at the Mattituck office, when I very first started working for the Times Review Media Group, I worked out of the Shelter Island office. Um, and so every day I'd commute from Mattituck to Shelter Island. Um, it was definitely a switch up from taking the MTA subway from Brooklyn to <laughs> the city um, and changing from taking the ferry to Shelter Island, but it was incredible. And I loved so much my drive home um, and getting to catch the sunset at South Hole Town Beach. And so that's definitely a spot that I love to watch the sunset from. Um, and there's also kind of, you know, you you wouldn't really think of sunset on the bay, but there are some really lovely spots along the bay to turn and look at the sunset. Um, and South Jamesport for me is definitely one of them. So check out the map. Let us know your favorite spots too for sunset and enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely going to have to make like a little tour. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. <laughs> sunset spots. Awesome. Well, I hope that our readers do the same. 
Um, all right. Well, thank you, Felicia, for jumping on and for going over our June magazine. Everyone, the magazine will be out this week. Um, look for it at your favorite takeout spots, um, your favorite wineries. I hope you're going out and picking up wine. Um, and we hope to uh, we hope that you enjoy it. Um, and we will be back checking in with you next week. Um, not sure what the topic will be, but we'll definitely think of one. So. All right. Well, thanks again, Felicia, and everyone have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week.